When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how get 30, how get 20, 20, 20, get 20, 20, get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. In today's show, Bitcoin Velocity hits lows last seen before the quarter four, 2020, Bitcoin price breakout, and quitting Max Kaiser, El Salvador secures world peace by geographically decentralizing Bitcoin hash with volcano energy. We'll also be discussing the judge to hear Sam Bankman-Fried's defense against 4 million new pages of released evidence. We'll also be discussing Hashdex joins the race for a spot Bitcoin ETF with a brand new unique strategy, as well as the BitMEX founder, Arthur Hayes, details the path forward for Bitcoin amid an apocalyptic mood. I'll be breaking down his outlook, as well as Glassnode Analytics says that September, which is right around the corner, could bring big good news for Bitcoin. But as always, there is a catch. We'll also be discussing billionaire Peter Thiel made $1.8 billion allegedly cashing out an eight-year bet on crypto around the time he was touting that 100x price predictions and then the Bitcoin price above $4 million per coin. Also be revealing uh, Bitcoin's biggest enemies list, according to Peter Thiel. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market. All this plus so much more in today's show. Yo, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost a video show. So if you want the full premium experience with video, visit my YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. With that being shared, fam, welcome everyone just tuning in. This is pod episode number 1383. I'm your host, JV. Today is August 26, 2023, and I'm rocking the 1995 Georgetown Hoyers Iverson throwback so you know it's game on and I'm freshly shaven so hey let's freaking go anyways fam let's kick it off actually with our market watch you can see Bitcoin barely back in the green but good sign that it's holding on to 26,000 support and not crashing back to 25,000 we also have Ether pretty even for the day while BNB is in the red with XRP Cardano Polkadot and Solana in the green but barely and checking out coinmarketcap.com the current crypto market cap sits just above a trillion dollars with 16 billion in volume in the past 24 hours with the bitcoin dominance at 48.3 percent and the ether dominance at 18.9 percent and checking out the top 100 crypto gainers of the past 24 hours we have sui up six percent trading above 58 cents followed by miota up four percent trading at 15 cents followed by quant up almost four percent trading just above 104 bucks and checking out the top 100 crypto gainers for the past week holy moly we have pls 
literally up 75.2%, absolutely leading that pack. And checking out the Crypto Greed and Fear Index, we're currently rated a 38 in fear. Yesterday was a 39, last week a 39, and last month a 51, which is neutral. And welcome to everyone just joining the Crypto News Alerts live stream. I appreciate the support. As you know, this is an interactive show as we do here every single day, streaming live from YouTube as well as on Rumble. So I greatly appreciate all the support. At the end of the today's show, as we do every show, I'm going to be reading everyone's comments out loud. So any questions or comments, be sure to drop them right now. And with that being shared, now let's dive into today's Bitcoin technical analysis and check out the charts of what's popping with the King Crypto, shall we? Bitcoin on-chain activity is at levels last seen before it's run to 2021. All-time highs. What a great omen, right? Bitcoin is becoming increasingly static at the current price levels with an overall Bitcoin price trend absent for months. The impetus to buy or sell is reduced. So underscoring the status quo is the velocity, which is a measurement of Bitcoin units moving around the network. According to CryptoQuant on the daily timeframes, the metric is now at levels last seen from October of 2020. And how many of you remember in 2020, we soared from 16,000 to a new all-time high the following year of 69,000. So again, great Omen, quoting him here, it can be seen as positive since the whales are holding on to it or negative since it is not being transferred to new investors. I guess it's all a matter of perspective, right? And he also referred to a similar absence of major trading activity amongst the high volume investors, part of a narrative that states that the market is in wait and see mode on BTC. I'm on stack sat mode as we are every Saturday here personally. Keep stacking them stats, DCA dollar cost average. But anyways, oversold RSI signal persists in late 2020. Once it put in a long-term bottom, the metrics rebound accompanied Bitcoin's first ascent past 20,000 to new all-time highs a year later. Unlike then, however, Bitcoin appears broadly oversold at its current 26,000 level per its daily RSI as measured by TradingView and Cointelegraph Markets Pro. Now the 12-hour RSI, which you can see here, hit its low lowest level in five years this month and has yet to recover. Again, reflecting a return of investor interest still yet to materialize. So there you have it. How many of you have been stacking sats and are bullish right now? Let me know. And quitting Max Kaiser, El Salvador secures world peace by geographically decentralizing the Bitcoin hash with Volcano Energy. Shout out to all the people over in El Salvador, President Nigel Bokele, as well as Max and Stacy. Now let's discuss the latest development with scam bankman fraudster, a AKA SBF. Four million new pages were recently released. How can you even have this much evidence? How could a human being actually review four million pages of evidence? Quite interesting, right? Well, let's break this down, shall we? A federal judge will hear SBF's defense argument against a newly released batch of evidence provided by the U.S. Department of Justice yesterday, August 25th. According to Bankman Fried's attorneys, an additional four million pages of discovery were released less than six weeks before the trial. Now, Judge Lewis Kaplan issued an order August 26 today requesting the government to respond to the letters from SBF's legal team regarding his appropriate access to discovery materials, as well as a request to prevent the government from using evidence produced after July 1st. Quoting his attorneys here, we further object to the government's production just yesterday of an additional 4 million pages of discovery. The government cannot be allowed to dump millions of pages on the defense less than six weeks before the trial for the reason already discussed in our motions in Lamine, ECF number 206, the government should be precluded from using any such evidence 
at trial. What are your thoughts, fam? Do you think that is fair for them to dump those 4 million pages on them? Let me know. Today's decision allows Bankman-Fried's legal counsel to present its arguments in a video conference hearing, which is only four days away on August uh, 30th. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Bankman-Fried is obviously accused of misappropriating user funds for investments, as well as personal expenses and political campaign donations. A total of 12 criminal counts have been laid against the former FTX CEO to be heard in two trials beginning October of 2023 and March of next year. Interestingly, right before the halving, right? And earlier in the week, as reported, Bankman-Fried pleaded not guilty to fraud and money laundering charges levied in an updated indictment by prosecutors. And during the hearing, his lawyers argued for better treatment for his Brooklyn's Metropolitan Detention Center, where he has been since with his bail being revoked on August 11th. According to his attorney, Bankman-Fried has been forced to rely on a diet of bread, peanut butter, and water due to the lack of vegan options provided by the prison. His counsel also raised concerns regarding his medical needs, sharing that he has not received his medication since being jailed. That's right. He hasn't been able to get any of those uppers in which he was on. And uh, I don't even buy into the fact that he was a vegan because he was overweight. And I've personally, as a person who was vegan for years myself and who is still a vegetarian since the age of 16, I just don't buy into it that you would have it overly weight person who really is on a vegan diet because I've never witnessed it before. But hey, anything is possible. But how do you think this is likely to play out for the fraudster? Let me know your honest thoughts in the comments right down below. Now let's discuss the ongoing Bitcoin spot ETF race, which is on right now in the United States. We all know once that spot ETF finally gets the approval from the SEC, game theory in full effect, literally trillions of dollars can be ushered right into the Bitcoin markets. And I know that's going to set this thing up to another parabolic run, especially the perfect storm setting up for the next Bitcoin halving as the ETFs can be approved next year. I doubt they're likely to be approved this year as the SEC keeps suppressing them and pushing them back and only allowing futures ETS. But anyways, let's break this down with Hashdex joining the race. Crypto asset management company Hashdex has joined the competition for a spot Bitcoin ETF in the US. The firm submitted an app to the US SEC for Bitcoin futures ETF that will hold spot Bitcoin. Interestingly, ETFs are investment funds that trade on the stock market with their value derived from the underlying basket of assets such as stocks, bonds, commodities, and other financial instruments. And similarly, Bitcoin ETFs track Bitcoin's value and trade on traditional stock exchanges rather than on the crypto exchanges. Hashdex's approach differs from the recent filings as it won't depend on Coinbase's surveillance sharing agreement, opting to acquire spot Bitcoin from physical exchanges within the CME market. Very interesting. And according to a 19B4 filing by the NYSE ARCA with the US SEC, Hashdeck intends to include spot Bitcoin in its futures ETF and modify the name, changing the ticker to Hashdeck's Bitcoin ETF. As shared here, uh, this breaking news, some experts have responded to this unique Bitcoin ETF filing. James Safart, an analyst at Bloomberg, observed that the strategy involves exclusively conducting exchange for related position transactions. This entails swapping futures contracts for an equivalent spot exposure instead of direct cash purchases from the exchanges. Now, Safart anticipates a higher likelihood of the SEC approval, considering the pressure on Gary Gensler stemming from Grayscale's lawsuit, Ethereum future submission and BlackRock's incorporation of the Coinbase surveillance sharing agreement. Other specialists, including Nate Jirasi, president of the ETF store, investor Alistair Milane, and finance attorney Scott Johnson, have responded to the Hashdex distinctive Bitcoin ETF submission 
Commission. They believe it could alleviate certain worries of the SEC regarding Bitcoin market manipulation and liquidity. Yeah, like that's their big concern, right? The SEC and its chairman, Gary Gensler, have not commented on the spot Bitcoin ETF apps and the influx of Ethereum ETFs and the potential approval of a spot Bitcoin ETF within this year. So how do you think this is likely to play out? I personally feel around the time of the halving, hopefully right before, like maybe in March, as the halving is scheduled to be roughly sometime in April of 2024, now less than nine months out. I hope at least one of the major ETF filings get the approval, and then I think it will usher in a domino effect of all of the ETF uh, applications being approved because they can't just favor BlackRock and deny the less. It'll make them look like pieces of ish. You know what I mean? But anyways, once one gets approved, it's just going to open up Pandora's box, in my humble opinion, and it's going to usher in so much money into the market just based off the halving and the ETF. That alone will more than usher in a six-figure Bitcoin price, in my humble prediction. But what are your thoughts? Let me know in the comments. Write down below, in which spot ETF do you feel will likely be approved first? If I was a betting man, I'd have to go with BlackRock just due to their track record of something like 575 to 1 with getting ETFs approved by the SEC. So, hey, I mean, the odds are obviously on their side. Now let's discuss the latest with the one and only one and only Arthur Hayes, the ex-BitMEX uh, CEO, and his outlook on Bitcoin. Then we'll break down Glassnode's outlook for September, specifically for Bitcoin, followed by Peter Thiel's $4 million Bitcoin price prediction, as well as cashing out his crypto position for $1.8 billion dollars allegedly and then we'll dive into our live uh, Q&A for the day and welcome again to everyone just tuning in make sure to smash that like button and drop a comment below BitMEX founder and crypto vet Arthur Hayes is detailing his outlook for Bitcoin amid the market downturn in a new blog post. Hayes says that Bitcoin and other assets could benefit from the interest income earned on U.S. government paper. Hmm. The BitMEX co-founder says that while forecasts are suggesting a drastic drop, he sees Bitcoin falling mildly by less than 5% from the current level, quoting the analysts here. I also believe that at some point, more investors will do the maths and realize that the Fed and the U.S. Treasury combined are handing out billions per month to wealthy savers. This this money has to go somewhere, and some of it will flow into tech stocks and crypto. As apocalyptic as the mainstream financial media might sound, visa visa sharp correction in crypto prices, there's a lot of cash that needs a home in finite supply financial assets like cryptocurrency. While some think we are going to break back below 20000 on Bitcoin, I tend to think we spend the beginning of quarter three chopping around 25000 The ability for crypto to weather the storm will be directly related to the amount of interest income looking for a new home. And I think Arthur Hayes makes some great points there. I mean, obviously, quarter four is now only four or five days away as we head into uh, September. And I also believe that the lows are currently in for the cycle. I believe we hit that in fourth quarter of last year, which the current low is 15700 I don't see the Bitcoin price personally dropping back to sub $20,000. So I actually like Arthur Hayes' uh, analysis here, and I think he is right on point with my uh, personal opinion as well. Now, the crypto capitalist further says that the Fed's move to address liquidity pressures facing U.S. banks will have bullish implications for risk assets like crypto and tech stocks, quoting him again. One of Bitcoin's value propositions is that it is an antidote for a broken, corrupt, and parasitic fiat banking system. Therefore, as the banking system falters, Bitcoin's value proposition grows stronger. I preach that all the time on the channel. 
Bitcoin is the antidote, right, to the fiat crappy uh, CBDCs and uh, banking system enslavement. Now, also, Bitcoin benefits from increased fiat liquidity. Rich people obviously don't need real stuff. They need financial assets so they can effortlessly consume their heart's desire. Bitcoin has a finite supply, and therefore, as the denominator of the fiat toilet paper grows, so will Bitcoin's value in fiat currency terms. This is why Bitcoin is up 18% since March, and we're still up, what, over 50% for the year, year to date. Now, as long as the Fed is committed to its current path, the tech stocks and crypto will continue rising. And apart from big tech as well as crypto, nothing else returns more than just parking your money with the Fed earning close to 6%. So there you have it. Let me know if you agree or disagree with Crypto Haze. Do you think that the current price action of 25000 will hold as a strong support into the fourth quarter of this year? Let me know your honest thoughts in the comments right down below. Now let's discuss the latest prediction and outlook from Glassnode, one of my favorite analytic platforms, uh, as being September is right around the corner, bringing us into this fourth quarter. Crypto co-founders of crypto analytics from Glassnode think Bitcoin could have a strong performance next month. Let's go. Glassnode co-founders who share in uh, the platform X say that Bitcoin's momentum indicator, as well as the relative strength index, which is the RSI, is currently flashing bullish for the king crypto heading into September, which begins Friday. However, they also warn if Bitcoin dips below the key level of 25500 which we're only $500 away from right now, a move to the upside could prove difficult. Quoting them here, decoding Bitcoin's August trends. What is next? Introduction, Bitcoin's journey in August has caught the attention of the crypto world. Like a memory from June 2022, the daily relative strength index makes people wonder about September. Questions arise about the pain below 25.5 and the lack of buy orders above 26,000. The charts and now the charts suggest weaker short-term energy, possibly affecting the 25,200 level. This is different from the neutral long-term view. So the outlook, September could bring good news as the RSI hints at a possible comeback, but we need to be careful because going below $25,500 and rising above $26,000 might not be easy. This balance shapes the road ahead. And according to their chart, which you can see here, Bitcoin's RSI sits just below a 30 on a scale of zero to 100, which generally indicates an oversold territory. The co-founders also say that while the bears are dominating the Bitcoin market at the current moment, it appears that selling a Bitcoin is slowing down facts, and they are watching closely for a relief rally that could have Bitcoin retest the $27,000 level. As shared here, Bitcoin sellers are losing steam. The sellers are losing grip as selling pressure weakens post-Bitcoin drop below 26,500 support. Initial signs of system strength emerge, but demand lacking for strongs long at 26,000. The price bounces on solid 25,230 support. Bullseye relief rally above 26,000. 6,500 to reach 27,000 resistance. Stay cautious. The shorts control. So there you have it. Let me know if you agree or disagree with the outlook from Glass Node Analytics. Let me know your honest thoughts in the comments right down below. And now for the moment you have all been waiting for, let's discuss the latest with billionaire Peter Thiel, who is a keynote speaker at last year's Bitcoin Miami conference, which is the largest conference for Bitcoin in the world. And I was actually there. If any of you were also there, please do let me know. But interestingly, he predicted, and at the time, Bitcoin was trading at roughly just north of 43,000. And he said, I believe 
believe the Bitcoin price will rise another 100x from the current prices, which ultimately means four plus million dollars per one Bitcoin. But even more interestingly, there's rumors, word on the street, that he dumped his large crypto position at around the time of the hype shortly after making the prediction. So that's what I want to cover with you today. And then we'll dive into our live Q&A. And again, welcome to everyone just tuning in. Let me know where you're tuning in from in the live chat, as I greatly appreciate everyone's uh, support, of course. So here we go. Let's discuss this. Peter Thiel's capital firm reportedly made $1.8 billion closing out its crypto positions last year, around the time when the early Bitcoin bull was still predicting the token price to surge 100x. That's right. 100 times 43,000 is roughly 4.3 million per coin. Now, Founders Fund had cashed out almost all of its bets on digital assets by March of 2022, according to a Financial Times report that cited people for millions with the matter, but Thiel was still backing Bitcoin when he spoke at the crypto conference in Miami the following month. Pretty interesting, right? Quoting him here, we're at the end of the fiat money regime, he said, adding that the token's price could increase 100-fold from its level at the time, which was actually 44000 so virtually predicting a uh, above $4 million price prediction. Now, that prediction was proven false as rising interest rates and failures of high-profile firms like Celsius, Three Arrows Capital, and FTX dragged the crypto sector into a prolonged slump. Obviously, 2022 was the ultimate bearish year, but Bitcoin did plummet over 60% in that year and was trading at under 17,000 by the end of the year with the current cycle low still at 15,700. Now the Founders Fund first started pouring money into crypto all the way back in 2014 when Bitcoin was only trading at $750 per coin and by the time Bitcoin reached its all-time high in November of 2021 it had already surged 8,500% from that level. Now Thiel has a long track record as one of Silicon Valley's most prominent tech investors. Remember, he is a co-founder of PayPal. And he took early stakes in startups, which also include Facebook, Elon Musk's Spakes X, and ride-hailing app Lyft. And obviously co-founded PayPal all the way back in 1998. Phil is also a very high-profile supporter of the Republican Party and has continued to voice his support for Donald Trump since the former president left office in January of 2021. At one point, they were working together. The fund held around two-thirds of its portfolio in the token at one time, referring to Bitcoin, obviously, but now has no significant exposure to crypto, according to sources, which makes this all very interesting. Now let's actually quote the billionaire PayPal co-founder, from that speech he gave at the Bitcoin 2022 conference in Miami, quoting him word for word because I transcribed his speech. The enemies list is the list of people who I think are stopping Bitcoin. There are a lot of them. They tend to have nameless, faceless, bureaucratic perspectives, which is, of course, one of the ways they hide. We are going to try to expose them and realize that this is sort of what we have to fight for, for Bitcoin to go up 10x or 100x. From here, preach, the central banks are going bankrupt. We're at the end of the fiat money regime. The first person on the list is Berkshire Hathaway CEO Warren Buffett. Thiel put up a picture of Buffett with two of his most famous quotes about Bitcoin. The first one, rat poison squared. We all know that. And I don't own any, and I never will. And lo and behold, how much Bitcoin does uh, Warren Buffett currently hold indirectly because he's a major investor in Bitcoin-related uh 
mining companies. So it's interesting, right? He opined, I think the sociopathic grandpa of Omaha is perhaps the most honest and the most direct in it. Now, Thiel further noted that Buffett has a bias that makes him long in the fiat money system, naturally. And money managers who follow Berkshire Hathaway's executive advice will pretend it's complicated to invest into Bitcoin. The next person on the list of Bitcoin enemies is the one and only JP Morgan Chase CEO, Jamie Dimon, aka Jamie the Tapeworm, as Max Kaiser refers to him as. Thiel put Diamond's picture up with the following quote, I don't call them cryptocurrencies. I call them crypto tokens because currencies have rules of law behind them, central banks and tax with authorities. And the next picture he put up was that of BlackRock CEO Larry Fink with the following quote. And I remind you, this is before the BlackRock filing for the spot ETF. I see huge opportunities in digitized crypto blockchain related currency. And that's where I am. Think it's going. The PayPal co-founder added that Fink's quote is somewhat representative of a whole genre of Bitcoin attack that need further context, uh, stating that the pro-blockchain is an anti-Bitcoin term, very typically. Now, Thiel also brought up environmental, social, and governance, ESG standards, elaborating the following. They label, they have come up with, and perhaps the real enemy is ESG. I think that ESG is just a hate factory, and he stressed, you can always ask the question, what is the difference between ESG and the CCP, which you can see what that stands for right here. I don't want to get kicked off of YouTube, just FYI. Anyways, when you think ESG, you should be thinking CCP. It is the finance genetocracy that runs the country through whatever silly virtue signaling and hate factory to them like ESG they have, the billionaire concluded. And I'll leave you with this. This is what I would call what we have to think of as a revolutionary youth movement. And we have to just go out from this conference and take over the world. So there you have it, coming directly from Peter Thiel, let me know if you agree or disagree with his uh, predictions regarding the Bitcoin enemy list. I agree 100%. I know that JP Morgan Chase and Jamie Dimon is anti-Bitcoin, meanwhile investing into it indirectly the same way as Warren Buffett and also BlackRock. I mean, I don't really need to say much, but now BlackRock is obviously bullish on Bitcoin. They're looking to get that spot ETF approved in the United States and be the first to do that, which will usher in trillions of dollars into, you know, the number one crypto in the world, the one and only king, Bitcoin. So it'll be interesting, you know, to see how this all plays out. And what are your thoughts on Peter Thiel allegedly cashing in his Bitcoin prediction at around the time he was making those bullish price predictions? Obviously, he must have made a smart move if you know what I mean? Considering the Bitcoin price did dump, uh, you know, shortly after that speech from 44,000 at the time he gave it all the way to 15,700 at the end of last year. So obviously that would put him in a great position to get a new position, but it's all very interesting. Just the fact that someone would be making such bullish predictions and then be selling at the same time. I don't know if that surprises you or not, but it is uh, what it is. But bigger picture, what are your thoughts surrounding his 100x price prediction that the Bitcoin price can realistically hit $4 million per coin? And by what time frame, more importantly, do you think the Bitcoin price trajectory is likely to hit that level at? Let me know your honest thoughts, fam, in the comments right down below. And don't forget to check out CryptoNewsAlerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in the live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode. HODL